Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Risk! Hello, kids. This is Risk. The show where people tell true stories they never thought they'd dare to share. I'm Kevin Allison, and every Thursday, we release these special episodes that we're calling Classic Risk Singles. Each of these episodes features just one story from our earlier years. If you're new to Risk, you should know that the podcast can be very uncensored. This week, a story that Melanie Hamlet first shared on the podcast in September of 2014. Here she is now. This is Melanie Hamlet with a story we call I Don't Know How to Love Him. I don't know. I, I kind of like to put myself in situations where I might be uncomfortable and, and particularly like to be in situations where there's, I'm around people who I normally judge and I kind of don't want to. So like I kind of immerse myself around them and kind of see their point of view. So what better place to do that than a Christian themed amusement park? The Holy Land experience in Orlando, Florida is an incredible place where you can go back in time and not just see, but experience life in biblical times. They had like, you know, Adam and Eve. They had like all of the animals getting under the ark. They had the actual boat you could go inside. They had a big giant plastic whale. And if you walk inside of the whale, there's like Jonah the mannequin like hanging out. And then I went and did the Holy Communion. And basically it was like me and 50 other people in this cave. And as soon as you go through, like there's Pharaoh guy standing at the door and he's handing out like a teeny tiny little cracker to everybody. And this 
little bitty wooden shot glass full of grape juice. So we all stand there holding our cracker and our juice and the disciple dudes come out and they like give some speeches or whatever. And then Jesus comes out and he gives like this speech and everyone's just like oh, mesmerized by him. So when he's done, he comes out into the crowd and he starts touching people. Touches on you, bless you my child, bless you. But then he gets like a few feet away from me and we lock eyes and he's got these beautiful blue eyes. And he's got like this long, dirty blonde hair. He's like, guy's gorgeous. And his big man hand is like advancing towards me and he lays it on my shoulder and he like pauses for a minute and he's like, bless you. As soon as his hand hit my shoulder, I like had like this, this like electricity just was like, you know, and and uh, my knees buckled a little bit. I'm pretty sure like I look like someone out of a tent revival, like with snakes and stuff. And uh, I dropped my little wooden cup on the ground and it like bounced and echoed and that pretty much ruined our moment. So he moved on to the people beside me, bless you, bless you, bless you, whatever. But then he came back around and he touched me on the back. So that's twice, right? And I don't mean to brag, but he didn't touch anybody else more than once but me. So I'm like kind of thinking I'm special, you know? And so I kind of get this Jesus fever going on or something where I'm like, I know it's just the actor playing Jesus, but like, I'm like fascinated by him and I just want to like see more of him and everyone else is just kind of like got the Jesus fever too. So I'm sitting there thinking, I wonder what the chances are that I could actually like hook up with him, you know? Cause I mean, first of all, I'm on vacation and that's pretty much the only time I ever hook up with anybody. Um, and then on top of that, the, the odds are pretty much in my favor because all of these good Christian women around me, there's no way any of them are gonna take Jesus out to their car and fuck him in the back seat. So I'm like, I bet that I could pull this off if he was into it and maybe he's like just like a struggling actor from New York and he's not really Christian and would totally be down with that. So this Roman guard comes on stage and starts beating the shit out of Jesus. So like Jesus falls to the ground and they like escort him off stage and then the announcer comes over the speaker and he was like, everybody that in 20 minutes, the passion of the Christ will be outside. So all like 2000 of us like shuffle outside and then he, like, he shows up and he looks, he looks bad. Like he looks really stressed out and kind of depressed and his hair's all messed up. He's got like bedhead. And he gives this like really somber speech about something. I don't know what, wasn't really paying attention because I couldn't stop looking at him. And then all of a sudden some guards come out of nowhere and they like take him away and they take him over to this post. And at the post they like rip off his robe. So now he's wearing nothing but a diaper basically, like a cloth diaper. And they like bind his hands, up, his wrists up above him and they start whipping the shit out of him. Right, now they've got some special effects guys working for him or something because every time one of those Roman guards would, would whip him, there like blood would show up on his back and like bruises and stuff. It was crazy. So by the time they were done, his back was like covered in blood and bruises. And every time they went in for a whip, he would like arch his back and be like, you know, like super good actor. This guy should totally be in New York City on Broadway, not in Holy Land. Anyway, so while this is all going on, like the devil is watching. He's like, looks like a character out of Harry Potter. You know, he's got like a black hood on and like these long fingernails. And he's just like, ha 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 ha. And all the audience is like, boo, 
boo, you devil. Anyway, when they're done whipping him, and they kind of toss him out into the area right in front of the crowd, and I'm like front row, and he lands right in front of me on all fours. So everyone around me is kind of flipping out in their own way, like kids are crying, the adults are like upset, like some of them are crying, some of them are like, Jesus, Jesus, everyone's going crazy. And I feel bad because I want to be upset and I kind of want to be there with these people. Um, I'm mildly disturbed by what I'm seeing, but more than anything, I just want to fuck this guy. Like, and this is the most inappropriate place ever to be horny, but um, I should probably stop right here and explain. First of all, I'm a 31-year-old woman at this point in time without a child or a boyfriend or anything. So these baby-making organs in me and the, the hormones, they will attach themselves to anything that seems promising, even the Son of God. On top of that, it had been, oh, I don't like over a year and a half since I had had sex with any guys, and mostly because I have this tendency of when I find something I really like, I take it a little overboard and, you know, I just bang like way too many guys randomly before. And so I just like, you know, caged that tiger a long time ago. Well, now the tiger wants out, you know, because I've been like, you know, the whole touching thing in the cave. There's blood, there's sweat, there's testosterone, there's just like, you know, carnage or whatever. And he's on, he's in doggy style now. And, you know, like, I can almost see his junk hanging out of that diaper thing, and, and they're whipping him and kicking him, and all I know is I really want in his pants or in his diaper or whatever, and there's, there's nothing I can do about it, so I just kind of just keep taking pictures, because that's what I do. So, they take Jesus up to the crucifix, you know, they put that big log thing on him, you know, and, and like, make him walk up there, and they, every time they just keep kicking him, and he gets back up, just like a man, you know, and they put him on the, on the cross, and they, like, nail these spikes into his hands, and I swear to God, I, it looked like they were literally nailing spikes, I don't know how they did special effects, again, so he's up there hanging, and he's just, like, looking sexy, even while he's getting crucified, and then on top of that, it's like, not just that, he's got all these guards around him. I should also mention that the guards are super hot. One of them would like give him a sponge bath with this big sponge on a stick and another one would come up just because you know he's all jacked up on testosterone. Another one would come up and just stab him in the gut just to be a dick you know and so this whole thing went on for I don't maybe half hour and finally the poor guy died. And then the, the devil comes out and makes this victory speech and, and everyone's like, boo, you know, and, and even I'm like, boo. And, uh, and then they like wrap him up in a white sheet and they carry him to the audience and then they, they take him down to the tomb and they throw him in and give him a bunch of like uh, speeches and drama, 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 whatever. Until finally it's like, boom, and now Jesus is back and he's alive, but he's got like a wardrobe change. Like this is like the clean cut hot Jesus, you know, like he's wearing like this like clean white robe and his hair looks like he's been showered. And so he gives a speech and he like thanks his dad and he holds up a set of these huge giant golden keys and he's just like, anyone's welcome to join me, you know, and I'm just like, hell yeah, I want keys to your place, you know, he's talking about the kingdom and heaven and everybody can be a part of it. So basically, we're told that we're going to follow him to heaven. So... Right after that, all of these angels come out in the audience. I don't know how to describe them other than like disco dancers. And they're like twirling around like my friends at a fish show. So they take us to heaven where everything's gold and white. 
and like we all wait for Jesus and then he goes down the aisle like Princess Diana and he's he's got like a real crown on like not like a thorny one and he's got like this long train so um, I decided I'm gonna find him after the show but the thing is like when the show ends it's like crazy and I've got like 2,000 Christians around me I'm trying to weed through and so I can't find Jesus. I think he pretty much went straight to the green room because he's probably exhausted. And so then I'm like, well, maybe I can find one of the, the hot guards, you know. But none of them are around either. They've all disappeared. So it's just me and a bunch of Christians. I haven't actually accomplished anything that I set out, right? Because first of all, like, I kind of wanted to, like, feel at one with these people that I don't understand. And after seeing all that shit... I think they're fucking crazy. Even like the really nice families who seem to like really love each other, like it seemed super warped, you know? And so now I'm like actually more judgmental than ever of like fundamentalist kind of Christians. And then on top of that, like this other like default plan that kind of came out of nowhere of like banging Jesus, that totally failed. And so now I'm kind of leaving this park feeling like a jerk and more lonely than ever and horny as hell. So, and that's how I have to go back to New York City, right? So I'm going back to New York City, the loneliest place I've ever lived as a single woman, and it's cold, and I sleep in a cold bed by myself. But now I've noticed that something has changed in me because now when I'm on the subway or I'm in a Starbucks or some crowded place and I've got like people banging into me, I'm like a walking like hormonal landmine because like some guy any man that like bumps into me on the subway or like touches my shoulder on accident or like whatever like I'm just like <gasps> you know even if they're like gross and I would never ever want to date them or anything so I'm getting turned on against my will all the time and I'm like what is going on because I'm clearly I don't like I don't want to have sex with this person and yet like I'm like overwhelmed with like wanting to fucking grab them so it occurred to me that maybe I'm not like this like sex fiend or whatever that I, <laughs> that I was starting to wonder if maybe I was. That maybe the whole thing with Jesus was like not really about fucking Jesus. It's just about like being touched by somebody. So I came up with a solution that I actually suggest any single woman out there without a boyfriend or a partner or whatever, whether you're in New York City, the loneliest, coldest place ever with 9 million people or a farmhouse in the middle of nowhere, do what I do and pay someone to touch you. Twice a month, I go and I get a massage, and I haven't slept with any douchebag since. That's all for this week's Classic Risk Singles episode. Now, don't miss out on our regular full-length episodes. There's a brand new one every Tuesday, and everything you might want to know about us is at risk-show.com.